It's time for the 8-Minute Devotion. The 8-Minute Devotion is a daily message that fills you with hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Here's your host, Pastor Cameron Walcott. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to the 8-Minute Devotion. This is our Wednesday episode, and I am so glad you've chosen to join us, so glad that we can spend this time together looking into the Word of God. You know, we've been looking all week about the righteousness of God and how our righteousness comes, not by works, not even a little bit by works. If it was even 1% works and 99% faith, we could still boast about that 1%, that, well, I did my 1% better than you did your 1%. That's why I'm saved. And God gave me these blessings, but he had to because I was really good at my... No, it is 0% Cameron. It is 0% you. It is 100% faith in what Jesus has done. Salvation is 100% faith, 0% works. The best we do cannot save us. And Paul continues to develop this thought in Romans 4, 16 until 22. He continues to talk about Abraham, the father of our faith, and to make it clear how Abraham was made righteous. And because of that, we're going to read this whole passage, seven verses today, and we're going to see the theme that Abraham was fully convinced by God's promise. So let's start it in Romans 4, verse 16. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, Abraham did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that that what he had promised, he was also able to perform, and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness." I hope you stuck with me through that whole reading because there are so many amazing phrases there. There are so many beautiful things about faith and salvation and miracles in this passage. And there's a lot that I could cover. You know, I probably could spend uh, four weeks of episodes just on this passage alone. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to cover it today. But at the end, it talks about how Abraham was fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. God was able to perform his promise. Abraham wasn't partially convinced. Abraham didn't only hope. Abraham was convinced. If God said it, God means it, God can do it. And because of that, because of his faith, because of his belief, God counted it to him as righteousness. You see, Abraham had faith and believed, and that's what brought him righteousness. Not his works, but solely his faith. If you remember, we read, we read in Hebrews that without faith, it is impossible to please God. We cannot please God. We can't be righteous. We can't be holy. We can't please him without without faith. Pleasing God all comes from God and through God, through believing 
in him. And righteousness comes through belief in the promise of God. Nothing we do could ever have earned it, but believing connects us to him and his righteousness. It connects us to the finished work of Jesus. More on that tomorrow. But believing connects us to Jesus. First, what was it that Abraham had to believe? Abraham had to believe that God was going to give him and Sarah more descendants than the stars of the sky. The problem was Abraham did not have a single heir. Abraham and Sarah did not have a single child. And when God first gave the promise to Abraham to move out, Abraham was 75, Sarah was 65. When God uh, spoke to Abraham again, you know, he was in his 80s, then 90. God kept speaking to Abraham and God explicitly promises Abraham, you're going to have a son. And Abraham's 90 years old. That is not possible. It's not possible in the natural. Sarah could not possibly give birth at the age of 80 and then 80 plus. Abraham had a choice. And of course, along the way, they had weaknesses. Along the way, they they made mistakes. Along the way, Sarah wanted Abraham to just have a son with Hagar and, and Ishmael was born. And there were these mistakes they made along the way. But yet, even through the mistakes, they persevered and they kept believing God for the impossible. They kept believing God. If you said it, you can do it. God, if you said it, I believe it. And they believed God that God can do the impossible. And then finally, when Abraham was 99 years old and Sarah was 89 years old, they conceived and Isaac was born when Abraham was 100 and Sarah was 90. And it says here, Abraham was not weak in his faith. He didn't consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God. I love the phrase before. It says, in contrary to hope, Abraham kept hoping and believing. And there are going to be times in your life, friend, that everything tells you that you should stop believing. All the signs around you show you that the miracle is not going to happen. All the signs around you appear that the thing God spoke to you is not going to happen. You're going to have to make a choice. Are you going to be like Abraham and against hope? Are you going to keep hoping? When all the signs are against you, are you going to keep believing? Or are you just going to say, well, it's really hard. It hasn't happened yet. I give up. I trust and I pray that you will be like Abraham and you will keep believing God. And if you keep believing for his promise, the time will come that all of God's promises will prove to be yes and amen. All of God's promises will come to pass in your life. Everything God's spoken will come true. If you will believe, if you will say, yes, Lord, I believe in the middle of this situation, in the middle of this trial, in the middle of this problem, I'm going to believe and keep believing it comes true. And also remember, God counts that to you as righteous. When you believe specifically for salvation, you say, Jesus, I believe. Even though I can't see you, even though I know my own sin, even though I don't see you with my natural eyes, I may not hear you with my natural ears. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died for my sin. I believe you resurrected on the third day. I believe and I know it's true. And you meet with him. You have eternal life. God counts you as righteous, just like he counted Abraham. Because believing is just as impossible now as it was for Abraham. It's impossible on our own. But through the grace of God, God quickens our heart. God gives us a vision of him. When we say, yes, God, I believe, in response to him, 
We are counted righteous. We are saved. Just like Abraham believed in the impossible, we believe in the, poss- in the impossible. Salvation comes to us. Miracles can come to us. Breakthroughs can come to us. Keep believing. The Lord counts you righteous. The Lord gives his promise. Thank you for watching and listening. We'll be back tomorrow on the 8-Minute Devotion. Thank you for listening to the 8-Minute Devotion. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to or watch it. And email us at the 8-Minute Devotion at gmail.com with any questions or comments. May God bless you.